Welcome please to the JVG podcast Where these G's are gonna spread their seeds of knowledge About the league, it's flourishing with ease These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show Um... Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to 111 of episode... Fuck! Welcome to episode 111 of the Jeff Van Gundy Tribute Show. I'm your co-host, Lucas. Joined as always by my co-host, Marco. Marco, how are you? Hey, pretty good, Lucas. How are you? I'm pretty well. I'm pretty scatterbrained. We're going to have a short one this this uh, this week because uh, i got someone to meet tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Well, special little someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Nice, too much. Yeah, you might have given it away. <laughs> but, yeah, my mind is definitely elsewhere. <laughs> that's all right man yeah i you know uh being an insider i can respect <laughs> <laughs> cheers man uh but i i believe despite that uh you you had a little game for us to play a game a little segment i had a, i had a, i had a segment and i just have not been able to figure out what it's about which one Pod, uh people and people dream. institution and dream. dream people institution and dream okay uh it's actually four separate stories <laughs> Which is why one of them is pluralized and two of them are singular. Right. But what I was saying beforehand when I was like, oh, you're never going to believe this. So I was Googling the Geelong Cats Football Club <laughs> because as we all know, they are pretenders. The Geelong Cats Football Club. Yeah. And they're playing the Australian Football League. You know how they have these little rundowns here mm, mm. of the Wikipedia page mm, mm. on Google? Yeah. Hey, pull that up, Tommy. So if you just search, search, search Geelong Cats in Google, it'll have that little box come up mm-hmm. and it'll have things like ceo arena slash stadium location captain and coaches mm-hmm. and then it also has it also has one other segment and it what it says this and then it says the colon and then it says we are geelong so as we know that's that's their what slogan that's their motto no no that's the you know we are geelong oh uh theme theme song yeah but what do they call it on this anthem fight song no <laughs> yeah oh and if you search God. essendon bombers it comes up for that as well it comes up as fight song fight song damn google fix your algorithms man ufc has gone too far <laughs> yep uh, collingwood fight song how well. what's the newest club uh freaking gold coast gold, suns golden coast the golden coast suns fight song Fuck off. And if you did not know, their fight song is We Are the Sons of the, the Gold hell? Coast Sky. All right. <laughs> they couldn't have gone with anything shorter. What if I Google New York Yankees, the home of the the home of the rich and the home of the brave? No, it doesn't say fight song, but I guess they like team songs are really I feel there's so much more a thing in AFL than any other sport. Yeah. Wouldn't you wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I also think they're all pretty sick. Yeah, Hundy. Well, the new ones are terrible. Yeah. The Grand West and Sydney ones, you know, good. <laughs> Perhaps it was overplayed that year when they made the final. Oh, yeah. yeah. You heard it too many times. Yeah, yeah. Man. But, like, the, the, the core ones, fucking so good. Yeah. The ones that made in the 1800s. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found this one bad Victorian one. Who is it? Like, Melbourne base or... No, it wouldn't be Melbourne-based. The Melbourne-based ones are pretty good. Well, there's only one Victorian team that's not Melbourne-based. It's Geelong. Yeah. And there's the his, greatest team of all. One of the greatest songs of all time. Carlton's <laughs> is probably the best one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Essendon's fucking sick. Very Collingwood's, 
I like it's probably it's Con- probably good, good, but I just don't like. Yeah, you know. yeah. Have to admit, it's it's a problematic wood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Richmond's, I think it had the same effect. You know? Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, 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 like just overplayed. Yeah. Um, oh, the Western Bulldogs. What's what's their one? I don't know. We are the here, wait, I, you know, know what I'm going to search? Western Bulldogs fights. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daughters I've... of the West. Sons of Daughters yeah, of yeah, the yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. Red, that one. Blue. Well, maybe, are you thinking of potentially Brisbane or Sydney? As they used to be Victorian Nah, clubs? those ones are okay. So what's the, the bad Victorian one? Um, I'm getting <laughs> St. Kilda's, yeah, St. Obvious, Kilda. obviously fine. Uh, when the Saints go marching in. Yeah, that's a good one. Nah, Melbourne's is good as well. I, I li- really like the Melbourne Grand old flag. It's a, yeah, uh, Melbourne's is great. <laughs> what's the... I can't even think of the Hawks one in my head. Uh, that, that might be the bad one. Oh, uh, five, four, three, two, one, four, all in. Oh, you don't like that one? I hate that one. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the rest are pretty good. Uh, worst, Port Adelaide. Because it was fucking written by some dumb rock stars in the late 90s. We've got the power to win. We've got the power. <laughs> Come on, Port Adelaide. Aggression. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and yeah, obviously, Greater Western Sydney is pretty good. Brisbane Lions. Uh, oh, I can't even can't even remember how that goes. It's the it's the Fitzroy Lions. Yeah, right, yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. also the French national anthem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, think this, I think this segment's run as cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got one for us this week. Yeah. I like to call this one People, Institution, and Dream. Yeah, of course. And I'll do it in... Let's do it in uh, chronological order. I want to say anthropological order, which would still kind of work. Um, but... You're shrouding this with so much mystery. <laughs> so let's start with Institution, which, right. which was the third. Which is in anthropological order, of course. Would be first. Would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did mean to just say chronological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway... Last Wednesday, 31st of August, I get a call from a fucking random number on census date. And naturally, what do you do when you get a call from a random number? Uh, You pick up. You don't pick up. Right. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, cool. Because I was at placement at the time. I had my mum's birthday dinner that night. Check my email the next day. We are now beyond census date. And RMIT has informed me that I'm over-enrolled in my course, which means I have to drop two subjects and it's now past census date, so I am I am financially liable for the subjects. Um, and this was the first time I had any indication given to me that I would have subjects credited over for my business course. As a matter of fact, when I asked someone about my environments course, they were like, oh, you probably won't have anything um, credited over from your business course. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I, you know, that made sense to me mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very, it's a hard thing to prove because it was just a conversation in passing mm. three years ago. But the first indication I got given to me that those uh, thingos were going to be credited over was on census date of 4.18pm. They sent the oh email. My God. So now it's a lot of hoo-ha uh, to try and get a remission of debt because otherwise it'll be... 1700 bucks out of pocket. Oh, you'll have to pay for yeah. them. Oh, because you can only get Hex. so many credit points covered by Hex. Yeah. That's so fucking shit. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I'm sure that I'll get a remission of debt. Yeah. I've got, I've got a good case built up. Mm. I've got a note from my psychologist. Everything, you know, I've got, I've, I, I'm going in the right direction. But it's just like the fact that I even have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. And yeah, telling you a 418. But who, also, who's noticing that? Like, yeah. Like, 
whose job is it to like scram- scramble around on sense yeah. state and be like, oh, who are we going to have to charge next semester? <laughs> like, yeah. Figure that out earlier. Way <laughs> earlier. There should absolutely be a thing within like the RMIT enrollment online that just shows you straight up how many credits you've completed. Man, I mean, we, we talked, we actually talked two weeks ago <laughs> about school timetables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there should just be computers that do these things. Yeah. It's the 21st century. Yeah. We put a man in, put a man on the fucking moon. Yeah. We got a rover to Mars. We got a rover to Mars. Which is fucking. Still fucking up there. That's crazy. We, I, I was talking more, about that. More, more because we couldn't get it back, but you Is know. that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that we got it there, I feel like should be impressive enough. Definitely. Um, but Bo reckons <laughs> science is easy once you get to space. <laughs> <laughs> What? Because he said he took like a physics course or something and then another course, an astrophysics co- or something. I don't know. He said he took two right. courses in uni. Yeah, he watched a YouTube video. <laughs> and I was like, can we not, not just like marvel at the fact that it took 10 months to get there? And we, when we landed it, <laughs> we stuck the landing first go yeah. trying to get to Mars. <laughs> and then the rover's there sending back information. Yeah. But I was like, no, it's actually pretty easy to get into space. And oh I was like, God. wow, interesting takeaway. So, so you don't think they spent, I don't know, years developing <laughs> this thing so it would be easy to land and be able to communicate upon landing? Right, we sent, what, we sent 10 missions to the moon before one of them stuck. True. <laughs> yeah. Did those people die in the other ones? Well, no. Some of them, would, it was just like, you know, all right, we're not going to go to the moon, but we're like going to go close. But a lot of them died, yeah. Mm, I'm going to send a monkey. Yeah, yeah. What's the fucking here? Let's go Apollo missions casualties. Because it was Apollo 12 that hit it. Do you want to... Um, but like Apollo 1, they all died on the launch pad. Three of them. It was Apollo 13 is the one that went yeah. very awry. Uh, I was thinking of the 12 apostles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how many astronauts died in the Apollo missions? I just want a number, man. All right, the fucking the again. U- the show US, us the credit the US points. Government, man. The fucking NSA is just. Mm. Oh man, they're making this enrollment thing difficult for you. Yeah. They're making this moon conspiracy thing difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that tweet? It's, you know when they <laughs> they found that weird cube on the moon a couple like six months ago or something like that. No. So like a Chinese <clears throat> lunar rover. So not as impressive as a Mars rover. Cop that China. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's the great wall of China. Oh my God. (laughs) We got on one of those Chromecast uh, TVs going. And as I said that, the great wall of China came on. Yeah. Um, Anyway. (laughs) And it's like in the background of a photo they took, there's like this weird, like perfect cube just like sitting in the background. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And obviously everyone's just cracking jokes. This guy very earnestly replies being like, hmm. Looks like it's like from a set or something that they left behind when they faked the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I'm very pro that conspiracy. That they faked the moon yeah. landing. Yeah, you're right. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't participate, but I like it. It's just, so, yeah, it's so funny. Like, I mean, the, the, there's reasons for them to do it, but like, it feels like it was almost cheaper to go to the moon than it would have been to fake the moon landing. You know, true. <laughs> like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But the fact is, like, the flag was waving. Yeah. <laughs> Great <laughs> argument. I can't fault it. Yeah, I don't know anything about astrophysics. I'm not like Bo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's easy once you get ahead and get you once you get your head. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to my people, institutions, yeah, yeah, yeah. institution, and dreams. Excuse so that's me. RMIT being a bit of an asshole there. Then people. Now on the last last weekend, I had I had a great I had a very negative experience with people, and then a very great one. And in between those things, if we're going chronologically, was my dream. Mm-hmm. So Friday night, I was at the footy, and 
um, had a lot of really awful Brisbane fans around me. Mm. To the right of me, I had five guys, and they were just gross. And then in front of me, I had this family. And in the family, there was a man, a woman, two girls, and then a grandma. Um, and the guys behind, behind the guys sitting next to me and behind them were like really, two of them were really disgusting and like just saying really gross stuff. And they kept swearing. And then the guy, the man in front of us turned around and was like, shut the fuck up. We asked you so many times to stop. And I didn't say the effort. He said, stop swearing. We asked you so many times to stop swearing. And it looked like he was about to explode. Wow. And then the woman who, uh, I was, you know, is definitely like the mother of the children and then the husband of this man gets him to sit down. He's like, you sit down. You, we asked you guys to stop swearing. That's all we asked you. Just stop swearing. And I was like, fucking hell, mom, man. Like, moms are superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she just, she completely diffused the entire situation in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, in front of her girls, and I was like, that is fucking, mm. uh, like, so, so admirable. And then later in the game, to our left, um, this, this Brisbane fan tried to get into like a physical fight with a Melbourne fan who had a disability. Oh, and what? I was like, wow, that's, or again, disgusting. And then the mum got up. And she was walking wow. on And then the husband was like, just like, just like, you know, don't <laughs> like, just please take care of yourself. And she just looked at him. She was like, she, he has a disability. And then he like, she went to charge over and then the, it had uh, solved itself after that. And I was like, is anyone else seeing this? God, that's like, beautiful. yeah, she was just like nonstop thing after yeah. thing. And then at the end of the game, one of the guys on the end, his scarf kept hitting the grandma in front of him. And I was like, um, Hey man, your scarf keeps hitting the lady in front of you. And then he like, couldn't hear me. And then I asked one of his mates, I was like, oh, can you ask your mate to get his scarf to stop hitting the guy, the woman in front of him? And the guy said to me that was next to me, he was like, oh, he probably won't listen. And I was like, hang on, man. That's not one of the responses to the thing I just said. You're like, you're not even trying. Mm, <laughs> like, mm. like, you're just, you're like, you're just enabling this behavior so much. And then <clears throat> the lady, the woman turned around and she was like, it, like, don't worry about it. Thank you. But it'll just it lead to another fight. And then... Um, as oh, I said, what a rancid atmosphere! It was horrible. And then, um, and then, and then I said, and then I got the guy's attention whose scarf was hitting the old lady in front of him. And then he heard me. And then the woman turned around. She was like, "You also hit her in the head before." And then the guy in the very end said, "Oh fuck off, princess!" To the woman like who's had her two kids next to her. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Wait, and is then, this super mum again? This is this is yeah, super mum and oh you know, poison man wow. said, "Fuck off, princess!" To her. And then her two kids like saw this and then the woman just turned around to me and she said see <coughs> and i was like fucking just bounced off you like that insult just bounced right off you um and then i was like oh man these girls experience this game must have been really bad yeah that so then sucks. so then i was like to the one in front of me i was like hey man how old are you and she was like oh mate and i was like oh so you were seven last year because i'm melbourne fans and she was like yeah and i was like so you remember the grand final um and she was like yeah and i was like oh man <coughs> i'm i'm uh I'm an Essendon fan, so I've never seen us win anything. So at least you got one. And then she was like, thank you. And I was like, oh, oh that's so cute. Not this? my heart. That's and then the so woman cute. was like, oh, you're such a good kid. And I was like, I seriously just want <laughs> these girls to have something good yeah. to take away yeah. from this footy yeah. game. God, yeah. Your team winning a grand final when you're seven. It's just, it's, yeah. it'll be, it'll shape your entire football watching yeah. uh, life. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so, it's, it's. Old enough where you would have remembered the whole season, mm, mm. and you're young enough to just be so fucking cocky. Yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just enjoy it so, <laughs> so much. My dad always reckons, yeah, that the South Sydney Rabbitohs actually, I can, I can bloody fact check this. Won a won a flag when he was seven, I think it was, 
and then famously were terrible for like 50 yeah. years um i think it was like wait hold on let me get up man it's so good these computer things <laughs> um let's go let's go uh there we go 1971 so when he was eight years old well, they went, won their 20th one. Yeah, and well. they were fucking great. And they won, like, all throughout his childhood. And then yeah. he was like, you know, yeah, eight. You're like, okay, I finally get it. Like, I'm, I, know who, I know who one or two players are. Like, <laughs> like, I can go to games. I can watch it on TV. I can understand what's going on. Bam, nothing. Nothing till 2014. So, wait, he was eight in this one? Yeah. So, he was seven... Yeah, five, five. Four. four. So he would have remembered those ones yeah, as well. Yeah. Fuck, that's such a good start <laughs> yeah, to your sporting yeah. fandom. And then, yeah, it's not like they didn't win one for what is that? Forty-three years. They were bad. <laughs> they were really, really bad for forty-three. So you years. reckon this is like this is like us with Essendon? <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. But like, but worse. Like I, 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 you know, I remember the two thousand final, mm. as in. Like, I remember having the newspaper yeah. cut out on our wall yeah. for years. Do you remember the season? Like, very little of it. Yeah. It was five. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, you would have been four. I was four, yeah. Do you, Three you, and then four. Yeah. No, I don't remember. No, I thing. was four and then five. No, no, you were born 96. Oh, yeah, it was 2000. Fuck yeah. me. Because I was... Fuck! Yeah. I was, I was two yeah. for the whole season. Yeah. You, so, you, I don't remember. You, obviously, you don't obviously remember, remember anything. Don't remember anything. I remember, I remember... Bits and pieces. I remember. Um, I remember the two thousand one season better than I remember the two thousand season. Yeah, you know? I remember being like, "Wow, Matthew Lloyd, that guy <laughs> can kick. A, can kick that footy thing pretty good." <laughs> I was yeah. The, the Essendon team I inherited, which you would have as well, yeah. was like just Lloyd Lucas, yeah. Fletcher, Kepler Bradley. But like our spine was just yeah. divine, and James Hurd yeah, in the and fucking James middle. Fucking Hurd. Yeah, it's, it's full of legends, and like yeah. you, you know. Watching them, you're like, oh, these guys, they're already legends. Yeah, <laughs> like, they were already established. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you were watching them like, oh, this guy's going to be so good. It's like, yeah. your dad's like, nah, he's already like, he's already one of the greatest football players. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, to get back on with my story, because oh, yeah, I am waffling <laughs> hard. We, what are we, 10? I mean, no, we're probably 18. Probably more than 10 minutes in. So, so we're on Dream now. We're on Dream. And this one's a short one, <laughs> but in my dream, it was just, I'll make this one quick. I was, I was, I can't remember who it was, but all I know was just a, it was like a group of eight blokes shooting the shit about COD. <laughs> we, were just, we were just talking about COD and this is, uh, the queen was there and the queen was there famously in my dream after I, um, after her passing. And I was like, and we were like posturing, we were like, you know, posturing up like, oh yeah, let's see what she has to say. <laughs> What? Like, let's see if she'll finish with this conversation about COD. And the only thing she said was, remember, no Russian. <laughs> and then everyone, no way. Yeah, and then everyone that's part of the conversation, like, loved it. Like, that's so fucking good. Yeah, lost their mind. Wow. Yeah. Shout out Lizzie, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then back to people for the last one. Saturday night, um, I went to the uh, laundromat to um, pick up my my dried clothes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my clothes that had been dried, put mm-hmm. in the dryer and dried. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> these two people were walking behind me and they asked me for, they're like, hey bro. And the first time they said it, I was like, it might be about me, but it might not. So I'm not going to turn around. <laughs> and then the second time they said it, they're like, hey bro. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's definitely me. And then they were like, 
Have you heard this song, Yeet by Turban? Or <laughs> Turban by Yeet? Oh, Yeet, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you yeah, heard yeah, that? Yeah, no, I know who Yeet is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I reckon you'd like it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why do you, why, why, did, why did you, why do you think I'd like it? Like, why did you tell me you think I'd like it? And, was, and the guy was like, oh, I just reckon you like, you look like me. <laughs> so I reckon you might like it. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll listen to it. And they were like, you have to listen to it now. You have to listen to it now. And I was like, um, I promise you I'll listen to it after I get myself in the laundry. <laughs> and then I went into the laundry and they followed me. In. No. And they're like, should we just play it in here? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. It was so fucking funny. And I was, yeah, they were like, should we just play it in here? And I was like, um, you, you can really do whatever you guys want, but like, I'll listen to the song by myself. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> I got shit to do as well. But they followed me into the laundry and I was like, that is fucking hilarious, That's and so that he had his he had his thumb over the play button. You didn't let him play it for you. I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, do what you want. Seriously, do what you want. You two, are, you two are fucking. They were also they, yeah. So this is on the good side of people. They were just great. Yeah. They were just so fun to yeah. be around. Yeah. Um. But then yeah, again, I was like, oh, I was late to the footy, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I like, I'll listen to the song, man. <laughs> you can play it in the laundry if you want, but like. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was that was a bit. That, that was so a very funny. you know a, a faith restoration mm. moment. I think he. <clears throat> I think he might have uh, famously dedicated followers. Like yeah, right. Because uh, you know what's his name, Andrew Callahan, Channel Five, the old yeah, old, yeah. old gas no brakes guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he did a thing at one of those fucking Rolling Loud or one of those oh, yeah. one of those hip hop things over there, and said yeah, like crowd was dead except for this like weird congregation of yeet fans he yeah, wasn't right. even like close to being a headliner <laughs> oh true yeah what is he is he from oz or is he from yeah nah he's he's definitely american yeah yeah yeah. right um, um wait he, he was saying Andrew callahan was saying the rolling loud crowd is dead oh yeah well just like that there was you know no one was particularly hyped about anyone except for people who came there to uh, see yeah and they were doing the classic like <coughs> we want you during other people's sets and shit like yeah, that right. yeah yeah and then there's yeah i mean go watch go watch the interview but like he interviews you, he's a fucking complete space cadet. Yeah, um, right. Um, and then he, yeah, there's like these two girls who are just like, they're just saying some, they're just saying some pretty, uh, some pretty X-rated shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And nice. yeah, they don't look very old. That's all I'm saying. Well, he's born in the year 2000. Fuck, that's so crazy, man. <clears throat> it's so crazy you can be born in the year 2000. And- Paige Scott, Essendon, future, soon to be legend. Mm. Maybe like give, give her five or ten years. But like, I don't know. She's future <laughs> legend. I went on a player profile, born two thousand four. Fuck me, dude. She might be seventeen. No fucking way. She didn't. She kick three on the weekend. Yeah, she kicked three. Did you watch the highlights? Fuck me. Nah, I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, I watched. We it. fucking smashed them. Yeah, because what were we doing? We were doing some Sunday night. Sunday. We were de- I was definitely out. Twenty fifth of June two thousand and four. Okay, so, so she just she is eighteen. Yeah. Golly gosh. Yeah, she's. So good, man. Oh, there would be no better feeling than that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kicking three big ones. Yeah. Over and fucking. She fucking merry old Perth. She is. She loves kicking goals mm-hmm. as well. I think you need that from a key forward. Yeah. You oh, just need someone bad. that wants just a goal hog. <laughs> but you, you do. You need that. Yeah. You need someone that wants to like mark the ball. <laughs> you need you need someone that wants to want the ball more than everyone yeah. else, and then go back and be like, "Fucking watch this!" And stop thinking like there's a t- there's a time when you should stop thinking about your teammates. Yeah, you know, I I feel like 
Remember when, when, you know, when Tipper would like get the ball inside 50 and it's like, mate, you're a great kick. And he'd be like, mm, no, just like, yeah. I'll pass it off. And it's like, yeah, that was a selfless thing to do, but like, yeah. you should have just, you should have thumped it. You would have yeah. kicked it. Yeah, too much. Yeah. And also, how annoying are those like cutesy plays in the footy where yeah. like, people just keep handling yeah. and keep handling? Yeah. 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 But you just got to have like three players on it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there will be players open and she'll she just have a yeah. shot. Yeah. And it's usually a goal. Yeah. 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 Shout out. Shout out, Paige. Um, so that brings me to the end of my segment. Wow, good. Well, I hope that could be a regular. <laughs> <laughs> People, dream, and institution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Deep Two. I'm Mr. Boff, my man. How are we? And I co-host a weekly NBA podcast that I think you'd like. The Deep Two, named after Josh Smith's favourite shot, has us rambling on about everything that goes on in the NBA world, all the way from game recaps to off-season hypotheticals to Warriors exceptionalism. Join us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. Dante, you've got to talk about the freaking website. The freaking website. True. TheDeep2.com, so simple, I can't believe it, is our very own website where you can read long-form articles on all of the day's big basketball topics. The Pensman that you guys know as the JVG NBA Tribute Show Boys even feature on there from time to time, so check it out. Okay, Dante, now you can send us off. Peace. <laughs> all right, well, uh, should we talk a little bit of basketball, maybe? Yeah, we should talk a bit of basketball. A bit of basketball. So, well, two games into the WNBA Finals. Uh, we just watched game two. Aces are two two zero up. What's the what's the read? The read is, uh, well, my pre my pre series pick I thought was going to be aces in three, um, and I think that the fact that the Sun didn't win game one confirms that for me mm. because a lot they played really well. You guys played okay. You guys didn't play great. Uh, and if their very best isn't going to beat your average, mm. then I don't think you guys are going to have two more bad games. As um, And after today's game, you didn't have another bad mm. game. Mm. But <clears throat> if their best isn't going to beat your average, then <laughs> then yeah. they're not going to win a game. Definitely. That was, that was a scary game as an Aces fan, though. The first one? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because... Like we came out, we came out the gates hot, just like riding, riding the momentum from the storm series. Because even though like the storm series is so close, both both teams are like firing on all cylinders. You know, like everyone was everyone was in their bag. Like mm. the game was flowing, um, and we got that for about a quarter, and then the sun just like ground us to a complete and utter standstill. Yeah, that second quarter. Yeah, where I've said this off mic, but yeah, we shot three of fifteen. They shot nine of twenty-four. So they had nine <coughs> more shots than us. Yeah. They had seven offensive rebounds. We had seven total rebounds. It was just like there was just no rhythm at any point mm. in really either team's offense. But, you know, it was played to the sun to the sun's advantage. Um because they'd sort of stopped that hot run we were. Mm. And I think they just they defended us in this way that like the storm couldn't where they just it was just so physical and it was just so tight and pressure based and it was so just get your arms in every passing yeah. lane like you know just body up every single player off ball um was i think it was almost like yeah the storm the storm's defense while it was good on us it was just it was a lot cleaner you know it was a lot yeah it, it wasn't as messy so yeah yes they really they really dominated us for moments in that game. Um, 
but it wasn't pretty at all. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't pleasant viewing. No, he's saying game three. In game, no, in game one. In game, sorry. Yeah, game yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, there's this. I don't know what's happening. I feel like Connecticut has all the tools to beat you. Mm. I just feel like they they would need to change a lot of the way they play. Like as you said, they are so physical, and that's not just Alyssa Thomas. It's John Quell Jones who, like, on the surface, if you're if you're watching the ball, and every time she gets the ball. Uh, she's very, I want to say passive, but she's also very silky and fluid. Mm. But if you watch her off the ball, mm. she's like banging into players all game long. The way she fights for post position is like, she fights. Yeah. She'll hit you and she'll take a hit. Yeah. And she, neither of them will flop, but she'll, she'll, really, she'll really fight. And then, yeah, sometimes she'll like charge into the key for a rebound and she gets a lot of offensive rebounds and she'll like clean something up on the way. And I think that um, a lot of the, a lot of Connecticut's players have that in them, but they need to bring that into their offense. Mm, I feel, yeah, definitely. And they need to bring, maybe not only that into their offense, but that like that mindset into their scoring. Mm. Because yeah, to back to that passivity that they play with, they do need to just sometimes mix on their player and try and generate a shot when, especially when the aces um, clamp down, because you guys go on massive defensive stretches uh, and the game is calling for a, a, for players to play beyond their means. Um, although I wouldn't even say it's playing beyond their means for the Sun. I think all these players have this in their game. They just don't use it. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I just think that if they, yeah, if they didn't win game one, since, since Sierra Hamby got subbed in yeah. the third quarter of game one, you guys are just, been on a streak since then and i think yeah. that's going to go until game three yeah and that was so nice it was so nice you know obviously with her injury she looked so shaky in the last series she came in she just fully flipped the game on its head i thought we were done like we had no we had no flow in the offense everyone looked i think that's the thing about playing the sun is <laughs> whether or not they're getting buckets they are exhausting your players so much yeah. that even when you get a stop like you don't have the will you don't have the will on the other end to sort of like generate a bucket. So it's nice to have such a, when you have such a short rotation like we do, to yeah. get someone who was just fully fresh yeah. and could sort of disrupt the game. I think that's all she did. I think that's all that really turned the game on its head was like fresh legs from Hamby. And obviously she's just like such a good rebounder in a game where we were getting absolutely destroyed on the glass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys, um, to, in today's game, game two, you went too deep, which is... <laughs> <laughs> not that many but you brought but you guys have been routinely bringing one player off the bench in yeah. Raquana Williams but you got you got a touch under 40 minutes that's a touch under a game at one position mm. um, from the bench which yeah. you know you guys didn't get that at no. all in your series against us and then you would have had a little version of that in game one of this series and also Asia Wilson had bench time this yeah. quarter which straight up I reckon maybe game one against us was the last time she she was benched. Asia and Chelsea were both sitting at the same time at the end mm. of the first. And when we, we went on like a 7-0 run or something. And yeah. It was like, all right. Uh, you know, they've both been so key to our offense. I think also in this series, like when Asia's not on the floor, that's probably... I mean, look, I'm looking at it now. She was on the bench for one minute. <laughs> Three, wasn't it? <laughs> no, because then there, there was... 
three, two oh, minutes yeah. of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but um, in this series, like Asia, Asia is going to be so so crucial defensively as well because she's yeah. the only she, she's really the only strong be- like there's probably three players on the sun who are you know strong or doggedly enough to to you know go mano a mano with her like John Paul mm-hmm. Jones and obviously Thomas definitely Joanna Bonner is just she's just got freaking stick strength like, yeah <laughs> she does she's got a bit of Brandon Ingram about yeah. her strength yeah 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 yeah, yeah. tinier beast <laughs> um, um, but yeah you're right that is that's so valuable and yeah it was the first time it was the first time all playoffs where I've been like both of them were sitting and I was like oh I'm pretty happy with what's going on like yeah. Derek Hamby and Keir Stokes were both you know we're at the four on the five yeah. and it was like it was it was working I don't know if that's the matchup or if it's if we're just finally you know finally we have the fitness it's weird to say, like, coming into the second game of the WNBA Finals, like, finally, the team's, like, fit and informed enough. Yeah, to, like, ready to go. They were happy to go, like, <laughs> uh, seven deep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it felt like. It felt like... Because the moments when... Um, I mean, Raquana Williams has been good, but, like, the moments when our starting five weren't on in the last series were, like, the scariest moments, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, Raquana Williams was... Got pretty hot two of those yeah, games yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. but I, I do know what you mean yeah especially defensively yeah um yeah i just i don't know what well i i feel like you have to kind of completely reconstruct the way the sun have been playing mm. if they have a chance to like forget it forget about them winning the series for them <laughs> to win a game yeah <clears throat> i think that you need to kind of tear it down then build it back up but like you can't do that in in a game no especially like not only their side of the game, you also have to hope that you guys come yeah. out of your flow. Yeah, exactly. Which is, as you just said, you've hit, you've hit your, you've hit your peak at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> but they were they disrupted our flow so well in game one. So I think that's in them. I think mm-hmm. they still have the ability to do that. I think, you know, I think like today Kelsey Plum came out with more to prove. Um, and yeah, I think the game just got away from them early. But yeah, you're right. What is what is the Sun offense like? Yeah, I don't. They because their ball movement's fantastic. Yeah, and they love doing that like two players cutting the sort of like you know give and go mm. thing. And sometimes it just cuts us wide open. You know, like there's so many. Uh, Courtney Williams got so many tasty passes. Uh, like inside, Dwana Bonner as well. Like you know, who's been shooting. Just two of 18 over these two games. Oh, my God. It looks like it. <laughs> yeah. It looks bad. It really looks like it. Um, but, you know, like, they're that seems to be the only way that they can really create a shot is, like, through that sort of, through that, you know, cutting ball movement. They're not getting, like, any open looks on the perimeter. Like, yeah. we, you know, they were the second worst three-point shooting team in the league this season. Mm. Um, and, yeah, they shot three of 14 and five of... 16 in each game yeah so not good accuracy not good not not good um uh, uh what's the freaking word capacity i want to say capacity volume volume, volume. Yep, yep. um so then it's like what do you what do you do like what what should your offensive game plan be here you know mm-hmm. like you've got an extremely offensively talented uh center in john cole jones i think you should just be giving her the ball more yeah <laughs> And then she also has to do more herself. Yeah. Um, where is she? Today. Oh, I thought she had two of their threes, which would have made the three-point 
picture, <laughs> even, even worse for the extended team. But, yeah, I think she needs to think to score when she gets in the post. Stop waiting for the double team, mm. I think, because you're, you're taking away your shot as well. Like, if she just gets the ball and goes... And then if the double comes, react to it. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think she should be waiting for the double team as much. But then you also have to think about the makeup of their team. Like Alyssa Thomas is an inside scorer. Mm. Yeah. Brianna Jones is an inside scorer. Courtney Williams is like a mid-range scorer and gets to the ring. Natisha Heidemann is probably their three-point scoring. Um, but it, it seems as though she's injured. Mm. She played 14 minutes a day with zero fouls. And yeah... She wasn't very effective either. Yeah. But so but, but yeah, I don't think it was a coaching decision. Yeah, I think yeah, I think she might be playing hurt. So that's your three point shooting there. Mm. Um so maybe I think you need to just really I think I think they need to just make the I think they need to make game three the slowest game yeah. so far. I think that John Quell Jones has been great on the glass. Maybe she keeps crashing the glass, mm. but everyone else gets back on D. Mm. And anytime she gets a rebound, they just go up. Yeah. Go up, get hit, make the layup, miss the layup. But yeah, don't don't allow the aces to speed the game up and just 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 dum- just annihilate the paint. Like yeah. get fucking get your sh- get shoe marks all throughout the paint <laughs> in the next game. Um and just make it a slog because that's when they've been winning the series is when it's slow and it and it benefits their scorers. So I think yeah. Just, just hammer the paint and make it a, make it a slow game. I can't believe for a team that plays such a slow pace, this, these guys do not get to the fucking line. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Today, today actually, they yeah they shot. No, well today the problem the problem was something else. They shot twenty one free throws and they hit fourteen of them. So that's mm. it's not good enough in a playoff team. They missed yeah. some really easy free throws. But in game one, they had five free throw attempts. Yeah. How many free throw attempts would you say John Paul Jones averages? Oh, that's such a good question. I want to say, oh, I got to say four. It's three point four. See, that's not even two attempt two trips to the line no, a game. And three point one in this playoffs. That's crazy. <laughs> so that's not good enough for a player like that. Like yeah. you should just be forcing your way to the line. We've seen Asia like yeah. Asia did it in game one. She had yeah fourteen attempts. Asia Asia during the regular season. 5.2 attempts. That's like... I feel like it's probably pretty league standard. But in the playoffs, seven seven attempts per game. Yeah, so like, massive. There's obviously, you know, much more intention to draw draw the foul, which I just mm-hmm. don't get why you wouldn't do when you're John Quill Jones. It should be so easy to get fouled. It would be. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing, like what you just said, uh, you know, don't wait for the double. There was this one play today where like past the um, Asia in the post... Um, the double came, she like kicked it out, rotated around, kicked it back into her. The double was too slow, you yeah. know? But it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, wait for the double to come and wait for the disruption. It's like, no, um, Asia's getting a bucket. Yeah. You know, she's, she's, she's going up this possession. It's just like, we'll just wear the defense out until like, it's just her one-on-one with her defender. Yeah. Because then that's like a, you know, that's an 80-20 chance of it, of it going in. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. John Cole Jones doesn't do that. Like, they're using her to, like, wait for the disruption in the D. But then it's like, what do you do with the disruption? And you can't shoot a three because, you know, well, you just man up on the two three-point shooters out of the five, yeah. or out of the four left on the floor. And yeah, and then you just end up with, like, Alyssa Thomas gets it at the perimeter, takes a couple dribbles in, 
if she gets the shot put shot off, yeah, it goes in. <laughs> More times than not, you know, the defender comes out to meet her and then yeah. it's sort of like possession over. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like what they're doing. I don't like mm. their kind of offensive game plan. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But you must like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must like the result yeah, of it. I don't know. But like, I just think, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to trash the Sun too much because I think in another way, they're like such a fun team. Yeah. Because they're like, their starting five is just like five unique players. Yeah. You know, uh, Elizabeth Thomas, one of one. Um, Dewana Bonner is, yeah, got like, I mean, I like the Brandon Ingram comparison actually because mm. she's sort of playing like a two, but she's built like a she's built like a four. She definitely plays as a guard. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I don't. I I I just can't put my finger on her game. Yeah, she's a great passer. That is like that's apparent. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think she's a good. De- I think she's a great defender actually. Yeah, she's a really good defender, and her arms just get everywhere. Yeah, right? but yeah. then that also kind of works against her from time to time, mm-hmm. and she gets into yeah, like she gets some pretty stupid fouls. But no, nah, no, nah, she's a great defender. Mm. But her scoring is just who knows. Yeah, like it's just so inconsistent. I feel like she had a couple of like out like stellar games against the sky, mm. um, and then obviously through the first two games shooting two of eighteen, that means you've had two bad games. <laughs> uh, but but then I also feel like she's kind of a leader on the team, and maybe mm, that if she doesn't, or if she loses her way, then the, then the rest of the team um, loses their way. Um, but I do like your point that their whole team is it's a every single player is a mismatch. Mm, mm. Like there is no there is no good matchup for any one of their players. Brianna Jones, if you want to put someone her size on on her, then no. If you want to, sorry, yeah, yeah. If you want to put someone her size on her, then there's someone not John Quell Jones's yeah, size yeah, on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to put someone on Brianna Jones's size on her, she'll just mash him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Alyssa Thomas is just like, she just finds a way to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Courtney Williams, yeah, again a bit inconsistent, but she's just like just a gun. Mm. Natisha Heidemann, yeah, might be hurt, but then yeah, John Quell Jones is, she should be unguardable. Mm. She should be. She should seriously be more unguardable than Stewie and Asia. Yeah. But she isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's got... I think she's easily got... Not easily, but like her... Her combination of strength and size compared with her like shooting touch. Mm, you know, like yeah, it's... Yeah. it's Like she's a better... She, she can hit a shot better than Asia from like anywhere on the floor. And she's weighs more than her and she's got like two inches on yeah. her. Yeah. But she just doesn't. She just mm. doesn't use it. Yeah. And... Um. Yeah, and I, and I think that's like that's also like such a huge um, boon for Asia and uh, Stewie's game is like they're really quick and they're really finesse, but they're not afraid to just fucking like to use their strength. Yeah, and just like really go at their defender. And John Cole just looks afraid to do that sometimes, or like yeah, not even afraid. She just looks like she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, and like I made the Joel Embiid comparison off mic. You know, sometimes he's. Yeah, it's like he wants to take around the turnaround, turn yeah. the turnaround mid-range jumper and make it look all silky and shit. But he'll also, yeah, just fucking dip his shoulder into yeah. <laughs> into like the opposing center and knock him over. Mm. Um, so I think you can have both. Like you, yeah. can, you can be a sort of, you know, you can have that finesse sort of ballerina sh- shooting center thing, and you can also just use your size to yeah. get to the room. I think Embiid is the perfect example of it because yeah, yeah there are those times where it's like pump fake long drag jab yeah. okay i'm gonna shoot it <laughs> and then there is the top of the key three and then also he leads the league in free throw attempts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
So yeah, they're, they're, it can happen. And she's the type of player that needs those touches. Mm. And yeah, I think she would really. I think she would terrify the rest of the league if yeah. she if she was was more aggressive at getting to the cup. And she, like she did, you know, like she was last season's MVP. And there it still feels like there's another level to her game. Yeah. Maybe we should look at it like that. Let's let's not be like, John Quill, come on. It's like, there's another level for you to unlock, man. Yeah. Like, the Sun, you know, if the Sun don't win this series, don't be despondent because there's probably like, there's probably another iteration of a John Quill Jones-led Sun team that makes a WNBA finals pretty quickly, you know? Maybe it need, maybe she needs a different supporting cast because yeah. I, think, I think this one might have run its run its course yeah i agree with that but like she's definitely she's the man if you, <laughs> if you will she's 28 <laughs> yeah, as well yeah so you know still got a few years left in it in her prime yeah do you want to guess her um her nationality so she's obviously half boz fuck <laughs> she's bahaman bosnian yeah wow yeah bosnian God, you, you fucked it, man. I never would have guessed that as well. Get a shit. Not in a fucking million years. Oh, God damn it. What the hell? Okay, but... She's born in the, in the Bahamas. Where's the Bosnian part, though? Yeah. Oh, she plays for the Bosnian national team. Wow. What the hell? <laughs> okay, here's more fucking <laughs> proof as to why she needs to be a more dominant center. You do not you do not play for the Bosnian national team as a big yeah. if you're not like about it. <laughs> that is hilarious. What the fuck? Yeah, they just they just pop out big shouldered seven foot centers in Bosnia. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a good fact. I'm gonna have to look into that one a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um anyway, what's the final final thing I'll say? Uh I'd mentioned this before. I think Natisha Heidemann has been such a good matchup for Chelsea Gray in terms of... Def- for the Sun. Uh, yes, in yeah. terms of defending her. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this off mic, but just like the fact that she's smaller means she can really just like disrupt mm. Chelsea's business, disrupt her, disrupt her flow, disrupt her footwork. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't mattered again. <laughs> Do you know Chelsea Gray finished above fifty percent yeah, today? I do. I and do. like we were, we she were def- shooting a garbage three of seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like we were definitely making note of yeah. all of her misses because it felt like she had three, which was like unheard <laughs> of. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think I actually think that Natasha Heidemann potentially be my favorite player of the player. Uh, maybe not the. Not, I think Chelsea Gray has to be everyone's mm. like player of the playoff. But I think. I think Natisha Heidemann has shown a massive jump in the playoffs, mm, and mm. I think she's raised her ceiling yeah. in during these playoffs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'll yeah, I like that. Is. Damn, Chelsea ended up shooting better today than she did in game one. Oh, Natisha, oh, dude, do you want to do you want to guess what Natisha Heidemann's nickname is? You're not going to guess. <laughs> Teaspoon. Bosnia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, Teaspoon. Yeah, she was born in '97 as well. Damn. So, I don't know. We both have our futures ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a, some some talent in this league. Some, some nice young talent. Um, There's a lot of brothers in this league. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback for the the day tennis. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chelsea Gray, twenty one and eight today, and it felt like she was 
not playing. Not well. that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got twenty from your big three. Yeah. Each from each of your big three. Yeah. Again, like you're not gonna win. You're not gonna lose that game. Yeah. I really. Yeah. I th- I think we win pretty easy. I think we win. I think we win a hard four game next game. Yeah. But there's. I don't think there's any way out of this series for the Sun. Yeah. Then again. You know, it was nowhere near as convincing, but it was. Pr- I was almost certain the Sky were going to beat the Sun as well. That's true. And they really pulled. I don't know. Was that a Sun victory or a Sky loss? You yeah, know? yeah. It's interesting. So, but in that series, the Sky had that one breakaway win where the Sun looked out of it. Yeah. The other four games in which the Sun won three of them, they were in them. Mm. Like even in one of those losses, the Sun was firmly yeah. in that game. Yeah. Um. And the Sun have definitely shown, like in Game Five, that even when the game looks like it's 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 done, it's it's been you know tied up and thrown away. What's it called? Someone stuck a fork in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they won that one. However, Game Two did not look like any of those games from yeah. last series. Yeah. And then Game One, it really looked like that's that win got taken away from them, mm. and I think that that just cut them. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't think there's. I think the Sun lose in three, yeah. and I think the Aces win in three. Yeah, uh, we're gonna bring bring a first championship to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. right at the Mohegan Sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> no better place to do it. <laughs> the home of basketball. Yeah, the Michelob Ultra <laughs> Arena. <laughs> oh, true. It all really does come full circle. Yeah, yeah. We do have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well. I think uh, let's p- put a fork in it. Yeah, this <laughs> this one's a wrap. <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll see you next week. Alrighty, see you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Show, hosted by Marco Holden Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse. Production by Mock D. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m.